and a big welcome to the Elevator podcast. My name is Maika and I'm Selena and together we interview high achieving personalities to get to know their journey and expertise and the barriers they have faced so far to empower and inspire you to reach your full potential and elevate your life. Hi everyone, today we are joined by Laura Bitlea, corporate sales leader, mentor and speaker. Throughout her career, Laura has won multiple awards for increasing business performance and employee engagement. With nearly two decades of experience empowering women in organizations, Laura is passionate about resilience, mindset and leadership and is also the co-author of the book Women Who Inspire and other publications. In this episode, we discuss a whole range of topics, including leadership, how to optimize your time to be more efficient in your work, and how vision boards can support you in achieving your life goals. So without further ado, let's dive right in. So welcome, Laura. Uh, it's amazing to have you here today. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> Before we uh, dive into the more deep questions, can you maybe tell us about your background maybe a bit? Sure. So first of all, thank you for uh, having me here. Uh, finding your mission about your podcast uh, sounds very inspiring and uh, resonated quite a lot with uh, with me. So I'm glad to, to be here. Um, so after 15 years of corporate roles in various leadership positions, last year in 2020, I think like a lot of us, we kind of, I found myself in this great pause where I kind of had time to think and reflect a little bit and uh, I was continuously aiming for a higher position, a higher position and just climbing the corporate ladder. But also I found myself in this hamster wheel uh, where it was a continuous like go, go, go. And, you know, it's never stop and, and think what you really, really want. And that's when I decided that I really want to make a bigger impact and uh, I want to help others achieve their full potential and get to where they are meant to, to get. But I also think that we should love the careers that we, we do. We, our job is not just a job of where you go and you get paid. And, you know, that might be controversial because I have a lot of debates around that. But I think that you should find a job that fulfills you uh, and brings you joy. And that's only when you're able to really achieve your full potential. Awesome. So because you've been, I guess, you you've had probably like leadership positions in the past, maybe can you tell us to you, like what are the most important traits for being a good leader and what makes that good leadership? I think it takes time to, to become a, a good leader. And at the beginning, I would say I struggled really to, to be a good leader for my team. When you start to start leading the, the team, you start being a manager. So you have the tendency of being in control of everything. It's very important that you start trusting your team and you trust their potential. Uh, and I believe that coaching your team is, is extremely important and seeing what are the skills that each one of them has and how can you help them to improve those skills and enhance the skills that they need to enhance. There's, of course, many, many things that a leader needs to have, but I would say strong values and sticking to those values, having a clear Uh, vision uh, and making sure that the team also has clear roles, responsibility, and they know what are we working towards. 
uh, and they buy into that goal because there's nothing worse than you know each one having a separate agenda so really everyone kind of being clear okay we are here together and we are going to work for this goal together um, and that's the only way you can get team engagement uh, and when you get team engagement, that's when you get high performance. So yeah, values, ethics, vision, and of course, uh, we, we hear a lot about emotional intelligence uh, these days. And I think that's quite critical to not only being a leader, but to any type of uh, professional in, in these days or any type of human in these days. Amazing. Um, so I also saw that you're a co-author um, of a book uh, called Helping Corporate Professionals Grow in Their Careers and Find Purpose and Balance. So can you maybe tell us about how you got uh, to, to write a book? Yeah, so I, in the pandemic, I kind of did a lot of things, you know, from starting to learn uh, Arabic, uh, you know, to kind of be un understand better the country where I where I live in, uh, to, um, you know, writing a book. And I got this opportunity to write with a fellow uh, group of co-authors, so with a fellow group of ladies. Uh, the book is called Women Who Inspire. So it's all about sharing lessons from each one's life that would help other women to thrive in their career and, and grow and live a better life. In my chapter, I talk about resilience, the power of continuously uh, adapting and pivoting, but also the power of mindset. And, you know, no matter how hard things might seem uh, in your life, you should always trust yourself and that you're able to, uh, to accomplish. And if you do that, uh, you will definitely achieve them. Um, so I think that, yeah, resilience and mindset are extremely important. And I wanted to share this message because I think we kind of get diluted in in, uh, in our life and especially in the corporate, in the workplace. So I think it's very important for us to uh, to be reminded. Yeah, awesome. That's amazing. I really like that. And so when you coach people, how do you help them develop this more resilient mindset? So of course, resilience comes with uh, with with practice. So I'll, I'll give a tip for the listener, perhaps developing a resilient mindset. You know, starts small. So perhaps doing different things that feel out of comfort every day, uh, like uh, you know, taking a different road towards home, or you know, pushing yourself to do different activities that you were never doing before. So speaking in public. Okay, I'm gonna show up on uh, on Instagram. You know, as a first step. Um, so it's really starting small but always pushing yourself out of comfort and with time this discomfort becomes comfortable uh, and you're able to cope better with changes of course it's a whole process because you need to understand what is your uh, perspective about resilience where are you in the change curve because you know everyone is in the change curve in a different stage i think it's really understanding where that person is and what support they need to to shift and to become more more resilient very interesting so i also had another question about um, maybe first of all a bit about your personal development as well what was the different steps you had in growing your path you want to transfer now yeah so i i think that uh, i started very small with with this path that i wanted to do so i've always been a continuous learner so i've done my university then i wanted to do an mba uh, and i did that uh, and then i wanted to do various courses so i've continuously like every time like you know it was always like, okay what next what can i learn what skill can i add what uh, and i like to see growth not as a linear process process but more like what block can i add you know like building blocks on top of each other 
and then then at some point with my personal development journey i got a mentor a few years back maybe five six years back and i realized the power of mentoring and coaching and how it helped me to become a better leader faster and how i started to be less anxious about my role and how everyone in the team started flourishing all of the sudden just by knowing very very few secrets and by just being guided by someone that you know has been there before i wish that you know everyone would have access to to this type of knowledge and to this type of resources so my bigger mission is to lead or to to be part of a of an initiative where we have equality of knowledge for everyone independent of their background so i hope to see that uh, one day come to come to life and you know kind of starting with that in mind is like okay what is one small step that I can do and that was basically setting up this coaching and training business where I can help others uh, to get this equality of knowledge and opportunities. I love how you how you take things like step by step how you make things you know by small bits and bits because I feel like sometimes people have these big goals And they just focus on the big goals, right? They don't really focus on the process. But to reach there, you have to take, you know, this step-by-step approach. And that just, I think, comes back to what you were saying before about, you know, building resilience is also getting out of your comfort zone. But it's not like just going out there and like exposing yourself when you've never done this before. And I think also in one of your posts, I saw that you were saying, like, don't wait for the opportunity, but create it. And I really like that. I think that really links back well. So maybe can you elaborate a bit more on that? So that's a great, uh, great point and great uh, post that you, you went to, I believe. So I, even in the coaching, I tend to focus on where do I want to achieve? You know, like what if I were to live my ideal life, you know, and that's a, a question that, you know, I always ask myself because it keeps evolving. If I were to live my ideal life, what would I be doing? Where am I? And kind of starts from the top. And then really, what are the steps that I really need to take that? So I kind of take like a top down approach, but also a bottom up approach, because, you know, I told you about the building blocks is like, okay, so I'm building these things, I'm adding, you know, to my routine, this small thing and this small thing, and then I'm adding this course to my toolkit. And then, you know, kind of seeing how these two come together, you know, these two different approaches, you know, being clear on what you want, critical to achieving anything. And the reason why most of us fail in achieving our goals is because we know we want something, but we are not really clear, like, what is that something that I want to? Then you don't have a clear plan on working on it. That is very interesting. If you didn't have all your tasks written down, I think one of your topics you also covered were how to prioritize your task. Yes, time management is one of the areas that I I really enjoy speaking about because the more efficient you are and the more you optimize your life. So I would say set your top three priorities every day and work on those first thing in the morning. Have your goals broken down into months and then into weeks and then into days and then kind of take those top three, what is most critical for me to achieve today to move forward with this goal and kind of having that mentality and that approach. I also like to to block calendar block and do the similar same type of activity during a, a calendar block. For our mind, it's, it's very difficult to switch from one activity to another one uh, that takes energy 
and you want to save energy for your brain to kind of think more strategically to to save that energy to take better decisions so that's why it's important to get to that state of flow that we hear uh, everyone speaking these days and you know getting to that state of flow requires you to focus on one activity at a time so when i work on something Uh, All my phones are notifications off and I avoid multitasking. I found that very efficient. Um, I mean, there's so many things that I could share with you about this. I mean, I think we could speak about for like a couple of hours, you know, using your body clock to your advantage. Uh, You know, you're most productive between 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then you're going to have like between, for example, three to four, that's the time that your body kind of shuts down. So you shouldn't really plan anything that requires intense energy mentally and physically between three to four. And then you get another energy spike between five and seven. So even when I when I kind of set my critical activities, like I try to set them within those morning hours or five to seven, because that's when I'm like most productive, creative and efficient. I love like all of what you said. And I definitely agree with the body clock approach because I've I'm an early bird. So I'm someone who like wakes up like pretty early. Also, physically, I have the most energy in the morning. So I tend to do my physical activities in the morning and that really sets me up for the day. And then I as you say, like prioritize my task in terms of my, in my to-do list, I usually have like the must do's and then the to-do's and then the sort of maybes. Also, I have like two blocks of time that I dedicate to emails. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest mistakes that we do, especially in the corporate, is that we check our emails in the morning and that kind of sets your brain on a task mode and you start, you stop thinking creatively. I think as women, we tend not to ask for promotion. It's something that's really scary. And we feel like men tend to be a lot more confident about asking for something. So maybe do you have any tips for this? Yeah, so I think there is a research. I can't remember who actually was the was the author, but uh, it is mentioned that men uh, would go for a job even if they are like 70% ready for the for the job. So if they kind of fit only 70% of the requirement, while w- women uh, tend to want to be that 100%, so kind of fit all the boxes. I think a lot of it comes with uh, with our upbringings, you know, so from from really early childhood. As women, you know, as little girls, we are we are taught to, you know, not make mistakes, to make sure that we know everything that we study and that we are perfect, that we can get only A's. While men are kind of encouraged to make mistakes, you know, it's okay, you know, you don't need to know everything all the time. So you have these two different approaches where, you know, I'm sure our parents don't do it consciously. It's just kind of like how society got formed and, you know, how it got uh, transitioned over with generations. So I think that that's the, the biggest, you know, thing that kind of needs to happen for us to to have this quality in terms of opportunities and in terms of asking. However, what uh, what us as women can do is basically ask for it. So really being very self-aware and knowing, yes, I am ready for this uh, and being comfortable to take risks and knowing like, okay, I'm going to make mistakes in my career. I'm not going to know everything, but I am willing to learn and I'm willing to put effort. What would also help because imposter syndrome, I know it affects both uh, female and men. Uh, and this is one of the areas I also love to speak about to create a success database. So kind of like 
take screenshots and take any feedback that you get and add those into a folder in your laptop. And then whenever you kind of have like a big project coming or whenever you kind of start feeling doubting yourself or you think like maybe I'm not fit for this role, start looking through this success database and see it's like, okay, so I've done kind of something similar like a few years back, you know, I've done a presentation on this. I should be able to do a similar type of presentation or do this type of job. So I think managing imposter syndrome, I think it's also something that is quite critical for us as, as women. And, you know, I can speak from experience. I, I I doubted myself for for many years till I started, you know, speaking with coaches, with mentors, and kind of getting out of that, uh, you know, continuous uh, wheel. I I love yeah. uh, I love this also what you just said about building like a success database. I I love that idea. I think I want to do that then. <laughs> I think that's such a nice yeah. idea. I saw on some of your uh, topics or posts, you uh, mentioned vision boards. So that's actually also something I think which fits really nicely in, in this part. And for myself, in the past, I've thought about um, doing a vision board for myself, but I, I never took uh, the time. So maybe can you tell us a bit about how to create a vision board? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think vision boards are what really kind of helped me to be where I am today. I've always really had in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, I've always had vision boards and whatever I had there kind of came came back to life. So the simple way to, to do it is start with your goals, you know, so be very clear on what are your yearly goals. Write a vision for yourself, like if I were to live my ideal life, as I always refer to that, what would I be doing? What would I be wearing? Who would I be surrounded by? Where would I be? And kind of put that back into pictures. So I would be basically traveling to Maldives with my partner. I would be surrounded by friends that are have same interests as me and finding inspiration on internet and finding different images and, you know, cutting those over and, and putting it into a collage together with inspiring messages. You know, for example, I have here on my wall, uh, change doesn't happen in the comfort zone. So this is also kind of part of my vision board is, is what I want to be surrounded by. So putting this collage together and having it in front of you and you'll see it's there's so much research right now where it says that our brain and our focus goes where our attention goes and our actions get shaped by what we uh, what we think. You, you kind of go into that direction and slowly, slowly you get to take off and add more stuff to your vision board as they come uh, come to, to life. Of course, you need to have a clear plan for it. But, you know, when you forget what do you really, really want in your life, you look back to that. It's like, okay, I want that and I'm going to work hard to, to get it. Of course, with time you evolve, the vision board changes and it's absolutely okay from every couple of months when you review your goals, review your vision board and make sure that it's really still inspiring. These are really, really like great tips. And I would suggest to anyone listening, there's a really nice book called The Source by Dr. Tavoswat. And she she's all about, you know, about the vision board and about like visualizing things. Because as you said, the brain unconsciously, when it sees things like repeatedly, that will just sink in. And then your actions, as you say, will just follow this. Imagining yourself there where you want to be, that's super, super powerful. And I think it's like underrated. 
Yeah, and the hack that I have uh, nowadays, I, I transform my vision board into a screensaver on my mobile. I, I have all the pictures and images, kind of a small replica of it, and it's kind of in my face all the time. So this, you can digitize your vision board, and uh, yeah, I also have a post on, on that for those that want to learn how to. Amazing. Thank you very much. You definitely motivated me. Going back to more of like the business aspect of, and employability and all that, because I think you also shared some information about building your personal brand and how important it is to just have like a good profile on the internet as well. So maybe can you elaborate on that? Uh, these days, once you, you go for a job interview, you know, as a recruiter, uh, and especially I've been interviewing quite a lot of people in, in my career, you want to get different sources of references, right? So you look at the CV and now nowadays everyone has a great CV, right? The CV will say everything perfect about you, but it's just very limited information. And also, as we are more global nowadays, you're competing with people from across the world, right? Everyone is willing to relocate everywhere. So because of this globalization, you kind of need to stand out in, in, in some way or another. So I think that personal brand, it's, it's a great way to do that, to kind of position yourself as an expert in the field that you want to, to be seen, but also make sure that your personal brand aligns with who you actually are. Unfortunately, I've seen examples of, you know, people that were, were interviewing for, you know, managerial roles or junior managerial roles. And then when you go to their social medias, you'd see behavior that you wouldn't want in, in a manager uh, managing your team. So I think it's really making sure that the personal brand reflects what you know and who you really are. And I think it's never been more important than nowadays to do that. And, you know, speak with any recruiter they are, you know, checking profiles of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. So check your personal brand and make sure that it really aligns with where you want to, to go and who you really are. Thank you. That's uh, really good advice. So another thing I was wondering, nowadays we uh, compare ourselves really easily to each other. So do you have some advice for us on that? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake is that we do is that we compare uh, ourselves with with others, and uh, we social media, you know, has kind of this uh, this this approach that it you you are not gonna post some challenges that you're facing on social media, so you always kind of post your perfect life. And then, you know, you sitting back behind of that screen phone, you're going to compare. It's like, oh, this person achieved this and that is such a quick uh, time. Uh, however, what you don't see is like what struggles this person went and maybe that they started this journey five years, 10 years ago. Start to compete with someone else's successes in 10 years and you want that in a year. And then you start beating yourself up and that kind of brings a lot of anxiety. And that's why you have so many mental health issues right now right now we are all unique you know you have unique skills you know there will not be two of us with having the same skills the same experience so don't try to aim for what someone else has you know just try to aim to get to your ideal self and get to the life that you really want the thing is like comparing yourself it's kind of like a natural thing right everyone does it you can't really avoid it so the solution is not being like oh I'm gonna stop doing it just being aware of it. Why am I doing this? I should just focus on where I am now. And you shouldn't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. I think in the end, it's more about being mindful and being more present with yourself and just reminding yourself or like where you're coming from. 
what you've achieved so far. These kind of things are really important. Yeah, and I would bring back the, the topic about the success database, you know, so compare yourself only with yourself in the past, you know, don't compare yourself with other people's success, but compare yourself with your five years ago, your one year ago, and then look back at your success database and see the things that you've uh, accomplished. Definitely, I totally agree, especially also with, yeah, compare yourself to you just yourself. Yeah, definitely going to do the success database and definitely going to start working on that. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Michael, this just reminds you of what we were talking about yesterday, this thing of always trying to be extraordinary and about the importance of just, it's okay to just be ordinary, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just okay be to just be. And like, live a simple life. It's so hard because there's this pressure about, yeah, being something special or being like more than than you were like a year ago even though it's it's nice to just also just be and I think also just working on just being okay with being okay I think that's also already really hard yeah, yeah I think we get this uh, this uh, peer pressure of yeah as you mentioned you know being extraordinary and kind of start you know not really caring what other people think about about you I think that's a really strong lesson that I've learned and start caring what you think about yourself and what you love to do and really living life on those terms and you know you'll see that you'll still achieve and you'll achieve great things but just by being comfortable and doing creating from a place of like I want to give value to others I want to uh, be of service to to the universe to the people uh, rather than I want to achieve this thing and I want to get this promotion because it's not about us only right you need people around you to achieve. You can't achieve anything by yourself. You need others, right? Yeah. I think that just goes back to what you were saying before about being clear with your values, both in your life, in your business, focusing on your goals and just stop, you know, trying to chase what society tells you to chase or what other people are doing. Just focus on what meaning, what's meaningful for you and that will just fulfill you. And I think being fulfilled with what you do is, is just the most important thing in life that, that that will just bring you happiness you know yeah fulfillment and, and purpose do give you direction and uh, they fuel you right uh, the reason why you see a lot of burnout in the workplace nowadays is because we all embarked maybe or some of us embarked careers that we don't really want we are not uh, we are, don't find fulfillment in and you know of course you're gonna burn out because you're gonna keep working without any meaning uh, without any, you know, internal motivation. Yeah, I totally agree. I would have one more question. Uh, what would be your, let's say, top three books uh, you would advise um, to read? Oh, I, I love to, to read and I take every opportunity to read. Um, actually, I have a habit that every morning I would I would read at least for, for 10 minutes. Uh, what I've read lately and it inspired me because I, I get from each book, I get a lesson. Atomic Habits, it's a great book to help you form habits you know, in a faster way. And, you know, you'll see with creating habits, uh, you take less energy from your brain and it becomes automatic and less overwhelming for you. Um, Untamed, uh, Glennon Doyle. This is uh, a very nice book I've read recently about being yourself, honoring who you really are and being comfortable with that. Other book that I loved, uh, perhaps The Outliers, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, one of my favorites. It basically says that 
behind everything there is hard work. Uh, that's one of the lessons and you need 10,000 hours to master uh, a skill. Many more lessons in that book is really a gem as well. Uh, so I think that yeah, maybe these are the three that I will come to my mind right now. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll just make sure to put the links for these books in the show notes as well so people can have a go at reading them. So the final question that we usually ask all of our guests is what is your favorite word or quote and why? So I'll go back to my wall, I guess. And I have a couple of inspirations over there. So I'll give you a quote from uh, the book that I've co-authored. It's a quote that, you know, kind of stayed with with me. Uh, So trust yourself, believe that you can't and you will. This is one of my mantras as well. So never forget to trust yourself. And with that, everything else will will come. Good. Really beautiful. I like it. (laughs) Cool. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Oh, thank you for having me here. It was great to chat with you. It was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for all your inspirations and uh, sharing all your stories. Uh, It was really, really great to hear. And I look forward to to building my vision board. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Laura as much as we did and learned a bit more about time management, career development and goal setting. We also hope you are now inspired to create your own vision board too. We definitely are. (laughs) Check out the show notes if you want to connect with Laura and learn more about her work. And as always, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to this podcast as well as share it around you so that we can reach and empower more people to elevate their lives. See you next week for another exciting episode.